Marcelo, to kick it off with that keyword wisdom, okay? Yeah. You got married recently, last yes. year, okay? I was not there, but I was there at the same time. I felt that I was there, my yes. energy at least. My love was there for sure. So you had your, uh, your marriage was in yes. Italy. Um, my question for you, and again, connecting with the keyword wisdom, what changed being married? So what changed after you get married? Because this could be like a, not a taboo, but like a, a misconception topic for a lot of people that I don't know, a lot of gentlemen out there probably are being pressured by the girlfriends to get married or vice versa or vice versa. What, what changed if something changed for you? Nothing. <laughs> like, so the, why? Because of course I, as you know, like I was, I was already living with Mayara. Mm -hmm. Um, so the, I think in our marriage, the main change is that you go and live together with someone, I think, or, or in my experience, so I was already doing that. And we did that during, uh, pandemic and uh, lockdown. So, and, and it was amazing. We just got kilos on top, but besides that was amazing. <laughs> so no fights, nothing. So that was a, a proof for, you know, for, okay, that's the person I want to, I want to spend my life with. Now, uh, wedding, um, we, we started with why that as well, why, why people get married? Why you do that? Cause you want to celebrate that in front of God and institution. In our case was, was the institution we met in the church. We had a small, really small celebration in the town hall with just family. And then we had a celebration with family and, and like all friends in a restaurant. So that was like the, the symbol of getting together in front of the law and, and, uh, and the friend, the people we love. So that's why we, we got married. Um, it was a, also a, an opportunity for the families, most of all, to meet because they won't have that, ma that many opportunities. So it was good to meet people, to interact. It was really fun, I would say week, not fun, um, intense. It's, intense. It's, it's, it's better intense week, uh, but also fun. Of course, there was a lot of dramas and, and emotions involved. It's, it, you know, it's a, it's a marriage but, <laughs> roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. But bottom line, nothing changed to be honest. Uh, the love is, is still the same. The relationship is still the same. Actually it's growing, it's evolving. It's getting more and more mature. Uh, we were super happy. We, so honestly, nothing changed. That's my experience. Then, of course, uh, other people might be, might, you know, might, might have a different view. But for me, it was, uh, it, it's a good memory. We created a good story, good memory to, to tell. To give context to people that don't know you yet, uh, you are from Italy and Mayara is, is from Brazil. So the fact you're telling about families getting together, it, it's special. It's like a multicultural marriage, which is mine as well, as you know get yeah. families together even if they don't speak the language is so much fun man and so interesting the, how much were... do you did you guys enjoy that like that's yeah, lost dying. in translation kind of feeling the, i was about to say like the, there is this thing that um to me was the like to like it's hard to say a fun fact uh mm -hmm. like an episode so we, we got this uh sort of drink before a few days before the wedding so all the mayara's family was there in my town a really small town um you know uh, having some drinks and snacks and all so my some my parents and some of my family come come along 
And as you, my father and my mother speaking with my other's family, you know, intense before like half an hour, one hour. Like, like old friends. <laughs> like what, which language are they speaking? Like I, I was wondering, you know. So I said, okay, good. So wedding passes a few days after my dad starts, oh no, because I was speaking with, um, with my other's uncle. I know that he works in the, in the university. I said, no, like he works in a bank. <laughs> I don't know, but they live close to São Paulo, no? I said, no, they live in the south. I said, what did you speak about? What, what, what did you go? You know, who did you speak with? Are you sure it was? So it was super, super fun. Um, what was different though was the like our moms. That was, I think that there was something more there because I think mm. they they both shared this feeling of having the the son away or the daughter away. And they could relate in so many aspects that sometimes I think the language was hasn't been a barrier as, as it normally uh, would be. So that was uh, was something interesting to see. Still, they didn't get anything with each other, but you know, something happened there. I'm still trying to figure out what what happened. First of all, that is amazing. Like how uh, they uh, he he works on university in São Paulo. No, <laughs> different person. <laughs> Yeah, like he was like, no, that it's not what he does, not what you say. Like, no, but it, it was fun. It was really fun. Amazing, but it's like it's it's really interesting because I I kind of had the same experience with my family meeting Martha's family, my wife, which is from Poland, and it's it's really it's really amazing how even without speaking a language, which is our vehicle of communication for everyone, the primary one. Not the most important one, but it's the primary one. Like my parents-in-law, they didn't, they don't speak English. I mean, my my father-in-law speaks a bit English, but not English enough to have a, a conversation. My parents didn't speak any English, but they loved each other from the first time. And I think it connects with something you said, which is really interesting, is that the fact that both of the your mom and Mayara's mom had the kids away, that yeah. kind of distance. So again, that element connects people because I felt this. My parents and my wife's parents, since day one, and it was not the language. It was like eye contact. It was like affection. It was like our kids are together. They are happy. It's beautiful. So we love each other automatically. And so I relate to what you're telling. I think it's beautiful. And it tells something about like, we don't need to communicate necessarily in the same language to no, like each it, other. And, and it's like the, 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 the old way, you know, like we learn skill. So it, it comes down to that. So do I have the skill to, to speak with that person? No, I don't. Do I have the will to do it? Yes. So I will find a way. It's people that like you know, my parents are around 60, 65, so is my other. So it's people that went through, uh, I think, a different period in time where they didn't have like all the uh, tools that we have today. So you need to figure out a way to make things happen. And they did. Uh, my grandma, she, 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 she's, she's, she doesn't speak Italian. I mean, she speaks Italian, but she speaks the dialect mainly. Mm -hmm. So imagine her speaking with, uh, with my other that speaks proper Italian, better than mine, but really <laughs> proper. Uh, so my grandma made it happen. And my grandma is from the generation that lived through, you know, horrible times. So she always found a way. Uh, and it's about that. Like if then you, you have the will, you, you feel the same emotions. 
the moms having kids away and things happen. Not perfectly, of course, <laughs> spoke, but they happen. And uh, there's something about high contact and a smile uh, and positive attitude that goes a long way. Again, I felt this with my parents-in-law until today. I don't speak fluent Polish. I understand a lot of things. So of course, if I would speak fluent Polish or if I were Polish, we'll have a more deeper connection and relationship for sure. But I love them and I feel that their love towards, towards me as a son. So it's really interesting how without speaking the same language, people can really connect and love each other and it's the example about your, your grandma. It's amazing. Like, oh, she connected with, with Mayara. Yeah. Also because you, I think without speaking the language, you're forced to, to focus on, on the emotions or the, the connections you make with the people rather than opinions. So I was thinking if I, if I, if I speak, I mean, I speak Portuguese basic level so I can relate and speak but not fully. So sometimes I miss something. It's a really huge effort for me to, to interact with my other family and friends always. So some things you miss, some things you're not able to, to debate. And I think in a way, this also help, helps to, uh, to connect with the person. So you're forced to go to uh, the emotional connection. You're forced to go to, to what, what is the common ground you know, to mm -hmm. um, what brings you together. Uh, and that I think make, makes it easier to, to connect when you don't speak the language. It's like, it's like the senses, right? <clears throat> you have people that uh, don't experience one sense or they are blind or something and yes. it intensifies the other senses. So I, I think there's something to that, that the fact that you cannot use verbal communication, yes. at least that the other person can understand, it forces, it pushes, like you said, Absolutely. to pay more attention to, to body language, to nonverbal communication, which is huge ones. So I'm really fascinated about all the cultures, man. I, I used to tell my dad, <laughs> my dad is not here anymore, but he, yeah. he used to be pissed with me because I don't know when I was a teenager, I mean, more like a young, young adult. And I will tease with him. I'll tell like, I will not marry a Portuguese woman. And you're like, what you mean? Then I will not be able to speak with my grandkids, with my daughter-in-law. And I was like, now we'll find a way, no worries. But he was, he, was, he was pissed off because on his imagination, it was me having, I don't know, a wife that doesn't speak Portuguese. The kids will not speak Portuguese. And it was that fear of not connecting with the grandkids. Ironically enough, mm. uh, I fell in love by a Polish woman, which nails Portuguese. Maybe even yes, better than me, like you said. <laughs> so so they does. got really along. And, but, but, but since a young age, I mean, you know me, I'm fascinated about other cultures. That's yeah. one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is to get people yeah. and to try to show as much as possible to the world, at least to my world or whatever this message gets to, that we are all the same. We are all different, but we all want the same things. And this should connect us more. And I believe it connects me certainly with other people, but there is this element that I was, I was fascinated always by other cultures. So even in love, I always was attracted by the difference. And it's not to say that Portuguese women are really interesting, really beautiful, but not even women is everyone in general. I'm always uh, attracted by difference and different cultures. And that's why I love traveling and so on. But it's, it's going back, it's really interesting that dynamic with no language mm -hmm. 
communication, it's it's really really interesting. I love that, yes. and I I think it gives gives something to the marriage additional as well. <laughs> yes, it does. But it's it's what you say that I think it's again it's the awareness and the appreciation of uh, and acceptance of uh, the fact that everyone is different from each other. So I don't I don't trust in the thing that we are all equal. So we are different from each other, and that's the beauty of it. So, and that's an opportunity for everyone to understand what are the differences, because differences mean that some things I might be better or I might do better some stuff, but other stuff I do, I don't know, in a, uh, I'm worse. So I'm interested in getting to know people so that I can share what I know and learn from, from the others. Uh, a world where everyone would be exactly the same, I mean, you, you, you would, you know, be super bored. Me too. Like I would be, you know, there's no, no soul. You know, it's, it's something that I always say about uh, a seed is normally mm -hmm. when you feel that everyone is, has the same routine, does the same thing. I, I miss that, that soul, that complexity. And that's what the, the, the beauty of the world, I think. So, uh, that applies for cities, for relatives, for, for family, for everyone. That's the, the, one of the best thing I think that there is in the in our life. I think I think uh, sometimes I think that especially now as a, a father, I think that on school because we have a lot of like subjects at school that maybe are not as useful. <clears throat> One that I think will be for sure is like I don't know if I will call traveling or, but at least like this kind of practical element for teenagers or people to travel and experience different cultures, not read from a book, travel and feel different cultures because it's easier to dissipate like, uh, sources of tension of yes. like, you know, it is the world, like phenomena like racism, like, yes. uh, bigotry, like it's, it's just silly and stupid stuff that divides us. That's that makes no sense. So I think that ability of, uh, going back to the beginning of our conversation connected with our, uh, with our marriages or multicultural managers, but like just the ability to be open toward yes. the cultures, the ability to be even sometimes uncomfortable and not understanding the language of others, but like to really open yourself to a different culture. It's education. It opens, it expands your horizons, makes you a better person and makes you grow. So I totally see what you're saying there. Yeah, it's cool. I agree on, on the point that it's cool. That should should be the first step uh, of this. Like it's where you where you learn, especially at, I don't know where I was reading that. I think in Denmark, they have one hour or a few hours per week where they 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 teach kids. They work on their emotional intelligence, wow. and and that's the tool that unlocks the ability to um, speak with people that have different views than, than, than yours, different costumes, different uses. Um, and it starts from school. So I totally agree with that. School is the, is the key piece where you learn how to deal with the, with the outside world. But then and that's much more complex. It's, it's family as well. So, because you learn something in school, but then if you go at home and, and you hear and see and experience different things, then it becomes more challenging. So, um, yeah, those are the, the two key pieces. So where, if you have a, if you're lucky enough to have an environment that, um, 
creates these opportunities for you mm-hmm. to learn and travel and be open and have those kind of values. That's the, the perfect recipe. We have the school and the family working together and, you know, and uh, teach you how to be open and how to interact with other people in a respectful way, in a, in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. I mean, but the world now is so global. Yeah. Even if I don't know, a young person doesn't have the ability to travel for any reason. You have so many expats yeah. people living abroad, so there is always opportunities to interact yes. with other people with totally different views of the world. And I think that yeah. is, that is the enrichment part that can really add a lot to you. Yes, Martella, just to go back. To the first, you said something because you mentioned like when I asked if marriage changed something, you told nothing. You were really clear yeah. and confident about your answer, which I think is amazing because when I hear that answer about like a, a marriage or a wedding outcome post that moment, for me, is like I'm happy to hear that because that should be the yeah. case. I don't believe that's a marriage, marriage, the fact of marrying should change anything. And you mentioned, but you mentioned something really interesting and I wanted to go back to that because I think, I mean, you look around you and there's a lot of people on no relationship is perfect, period. No one is perfect. So no relationship can be perfect, but there's a lot of people in relationships that they are not happy. uh, They are struggling. They fight. And he said something, you were on lockdown with Mayara and lockdown was long enough. You're living together, obviously. And you didn't have a fight, okay? That is, for me, the ultimate test for a relationship. If you live with the person for a long period, especially in lockdown, because you're really confined to that space inside home, you cannot go out. And if you put up with each each other, there's love there. There is something strong. Uh, Yes, I mean... We didn't have a fight means no big fights, no like yeah. the, 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 the daily, <laughs> you know, the daily discussion that, yes. Exactly. But when I say that nothing changes, that like there already, I, I made my commitment to her. So I was already committed to, to her and, and the relation, like to her as a human being, not to mm-hmm. her as a wife, as a mm-hmm. human being. Because beside love, I think that to make it work, you always need, again, for me, I need to, to have... Uh, high consideration of that person. So to have, I need that person to be an inspiration for me. And th- that was already there. So the only thing that changed was that we, we celebrated with the family. The fact of not having big fights, uh, I think there are, like the main part is that we, from from day one, uh, we embrace this openness and um the acceptance of giving and receiving feedback, you know, being open, like not keeping stuff. Uh, so this brought to discussions, to confrontation, to, to align on how we see things, on really big things, I don't know, politics and, you know, values and stuff, to, um, I don't know, don't leave the beer bottle on the, on the table, you know. Uh, so like having this was, was, uh, was gold, uh, to me that, that was the key, uh, that led us to, and maybe wine too, because wine was cheap. <laughs> no, A Brazilian and but, Italian, of course. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> that was, and the, I know you never saw, but the house we were living back there, 
uh, and now that that's a big thing in in, in Portugal and Lisbon, the the renting mm-hmm. the housing crisis. Yeah, yeah. It was like, uh, yeah, the size of the room I'm in mean, now was not even forty square meters, mm. and we were both working from home. Um, we, we literally didn't like didn't have chairs. And the table was was a foldable one. So every night you had to close the table and, and put close it the in office. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, it was tough. Then, uh, but then again, uh, I know that a lot of cables in, in that period went the other way uh, yeah. because you're forced to you know to deal with things that you maybe you were escaping before. Um, we were not scared of facing those things. That's I think what what made the the difference what helped it was it was the ultimate test man i yeah. I, I don't know numbers <laughs> of divorce rates or breakup rates uh, if there is studies about that will be interesting i remember to read something that like numbers increase of divorces of course because that is the test like 24 7 mm-hmm. with the person that you love but but you said something huge man you said something huge because a lot of times, it happened to me, you meet a person, you fall in love, but you know, like we, we, when we, when we are interested in a person or we are falling in love, we introduce our representative. We don't show, we don't yeah. show all us. We, we show the best side. Okay. This is where the light on the camera shows the best side of my face. So I'm going to show this, I'm going to hide my flaws or I'm going to project my best side. And he said, he said something that for me, it's, it's really crucial, especially for couples getting together or something. And I don't want this to be a a relationship or a counseling podcast, but it's, 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 it's so interesting that you said that you kind of, you guys, since day one had like a transparent, transparent, uh, open communication approach towards the big topics. Mm. And then you said the example, which is funny, but it makes a little sense. Like the, I left something on the top of the table in the kitchen. Yeah. And then we kind of have a small fight about it, which is like the mundane things, like the details, the peanuts, yeah. right? But I think it's essential that as a young, uh, a recent couple, you set the record straight, at least to yes. know each other, one another, because then if you don't months after, uh, oh, I'm back. Example, topic, sensitive topic between couples. There's a lot. You mentioned politics, I don't know, religion or whatever. Kids, family, like one party wants kids. The other party doesn't want. One part in the beginning mentions, let's say it's her. She wants uh, to have kids and the guy doesn't open about it because he was like, okay, I don't want to have this moment now. I don't want to have a fight about it. It's too early. But it's an important discussion to have because it will come along along the way. Yeah, there are things. Maybe there are things like it's a, it's a process. I think that there are a lot of things to. And now, for example, like I noticed that. I mean, not because of the marriage, but it's a while we're living together, so we are doing small steps. You know, mm-hmm. so um, I don't know. We bought a car, mm-hmm. so all the decisions relating to the car. So how, what kind of car do we want? What, because that tells you or what kind of life do you want to do you want to do? Like, um, okay, I would like a, I know, an off-road. Uh, why? Like we live in the city. So why, why should you need a, yeah. an off-road? No, but in my life, I would like to go out 
in the nature or no, we don't have the money. Okay, let's circle back. So what, what do we want to buy? Uh, what kind of insurance do we want to do? Uh, how do we manage the finance? Because of course now moving on, you start to have a different approach to the finance. So as a couple, yeah. each one has his own space. Of course, you share things. As a married couple or a couple that lives together for a while, you start to plan finance and see, let's save, let's do a trip. Can we do this? Um, so it, there's a bunch of ongoing conversations on different topics. So to me, the, the most important still remains, no matter what is the topic, it's, it's how you approach it. Like you, if you approach it again, being open, uh, understanding each other, um, being having that a certain level of, of emotional intelligence, Mm-hmm. Then, like every topic, I'm not scared to talk with her about anything because of the way we approach things. So, um, you know, uh, that, 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 again, that, that's to me the difference. Um, so, yeah, th- th- that is, uh, it's a treasure. I won't, I won't change it for anything. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, the, the difference after getting married is, like you said in the beginning, on the eyes of the law, because that is the only thing, right? Yeah. And what you're mentioning. Yeah. You, you said, Fratello, one of the most romantic things I ever heard in my life. <laughs> you said you committed to her, and I quote your words, I committed to her as a human being, not as a wife. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. I just wanted to recognize this is one of the most romantic things I, I heard. <laughs> Amazing, man. <laughs> no, no, it's true. It's true. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you. No, it's true. The... Like it's if I I always tell her like she she's uh, that she's an inspiration because it's not that she moved like city or country she she moved continent, um, so she changed the continent she she worked for that, uh, and she the way she approaches things um, it's it's like unique, so I have high consideration of her as a human being. Um, and then like, I, I think that she's perfect as my wife. So th- that's a consequence, you know, uh, on top of that, I really like her. She's, she's the most beautiful to me. Uh, so that makes, you know, uh, it, it, it checks all the boxes. If there are boxes to check. Beautiful. All the men out there, <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> inspire, be inspired by this guy. Um, and you mentioned like inspiration and you are inspiration to me. I told you this a lot of times you are, uh, you are. And I told you like the best compliments I can give to someone. And I, I, I don't know, I have 10 fingers. So I, I don't think I use all the fingers for this in, in my life. You're the kind of friends and person that I, I unconditionally trust. And I already told you this in the past and when I, and I think this my dad always told me, my dad always told me growing up, you're not going to have a lot of friends throughout your life. And I was like, what do you mean? I have like dozens of friends. No, you're going to count by the fingers of these hands. His way of saying it was like yeah. fingers of this hand, how many real friends you're going to have that you can count on them. And you are one of them. And I told you this, like, I, oh, I trust with you unconditionally. And one of the things why I trust is because of our friendship, of course, and any relationship or f- a friendship like any relationship, you need evidence because it's not about words or you tell me, no, don't talk the talk. 
the walk. the walk, right? So show me, show me that you love me. Show me that I, that I can trust on you. And you showed for several times, but one of the things is integrity that for me, it's like, it's an essential concept and you have, you have an amazing heart, but you are so righteous. You're so uh, full of integrity. And I just wanted to kind of ask you where this, this, can you identify where this came from? Is like from your family is all that character, which is, you have a huge character, huge uh, amount of integrity and principles and values where that came from. Just for me uh, to understand. So first of all, thank you. Like, <laughs> You're like, welcome. Like all the things. Your credits. <laughs> Yeah, but all the things like you know, I'll, I'll, I, I won't, I don't have the, the narrative or the dialectic you have. So, way back, what you say to you, because you, you, you came across for me several times in the, in, 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 in the past, and you keep doing so. Same. same Always. This till the end. Yeah, th that's another uh, chapter till the end that I don't want to talk about. Uh, Juventus, that it's yeah. <laughs> no. We're gonna get there, okay? Yeah, We're gonna yeah. get there. <laughs> No, but so, uh, integrity. So, um, family, yes, it's a, it's a big one. Um, like all of my family, I'm, I always say that is, uh, is a big inspiration to me as well. Um, <clears throat> the way they conducted, conducted life, both on a private level, but also on a, on a, sorry, on a personal level, but also on professional one. Um, they like it, in, it comes from there. So. Growing up, I think we, we were instilled with some values. Integrity was one, respect, uh, hard work. Um, so I think it, it comes from there for sure. But then, of course, when, as you grow up, you, you adapt and you find your way, you know? Um, to me, like the, the um, I don't know, I, I have deep, like I, every night I want to go, I want to sleep. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to do right for people uh, wrong for people um, and having the thought of that and having the thought that I might have ruined someone's day or more uh, and like I just can live with that I don't know it's um, there's no I, I don't have a rational explanation for that so it happened in the past that that you you did this thing I did these things no so maybe I I would say not voluntarily you know that I mm -hmm. damaged someone and you, and, and I didn't feel good. So th that, that feeling, that emotion stick with me. Um, and it is still with me. I still remember to those days, things that I did in the past that I was not happy about because I was not paying attention. I was not, I was not aware of other people's feelings or other people's goals, you know, and plans. Um, and it's, it sticks with me. So I, I don't want to have this, uh, growing up. So the only way for me to not having this is do right by, by the people. Um, the other part is that it's challenging. I think when you, when you do specific, when, when you work in specific, uh, businesses or industries, so you, you need to have that, um, awareness that you, especially if you have responsibility roles, like we, we had in the past or we have now that you, you can impact people. You, you will impact people. So why are you doing that? 
So what, what is the best? How can you make it as human as possible to, to make it fair for everyone? Th that is the challenge where I think, where is the, the great zone where the, the values I have and the, the things that you do or that you like to do meet. And, and that's where you need to really, you know, sometimes stop, uh, step back for a while and, and think on how you do things. That that's the the challenge now, uh, but I think where it comes from, family for sure. And and again, like I I can I I want to go to sleep at night. Mm -hmm. like, Relief conscience, right? Yeah. How how in which aspects like because like let's say childhood uh, friendships, childhood relationships, growing up, you we all have those kind of friends that maybe we even sometimes it's really peculiar because sometimes we don't have a lot in common. When I look back to my childhood friends, a lot of them, I, we are totally different. We don't have a lot of things in common, but we grew up together. There's something, we are from the same place. We came from mm -hmm. the same background. So there's something like that unifies us. And there's always a place on my heart for, for that. But besides that, and speaking about like the values we were speaking, what kind of, how do you like allow or how do people get close to you relationship wise friendships? Like what kind of, because we are speaking mm. of values like integrity, like what kind of, for example, deal, deal breakers are for people to come to try to come into your life or to your circle that you're like, okay, no, or on the opposite way, what, what do you pay attention mm. to people? Uh, that's a good one. Um, so in the past, people usually told me that I, I was not super so like I'm, I tend, I, it's not that I'm shy, but I, I don't tend to engage much. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm on, your, on my own, no? Before it was even worse. Like they described as a bear, like it was in Italian, like, you know, <laughs> that you're on your own and, you know, bye. So I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, not introvert again, but I, I don't tend to, you know, to go all the way in soon. When I do is because I, I see like what you were saying, like you, someone coming across for me or, you know, doing things for me, not saying, ah, you're, you're my best friend. Okay. Yes. You're mine. Then what? Mm -hmm. You know, like, <laughs> uh, show me. Yeah. So the same goes uh, for me. Like I, I don't pretend to be, um, how do you say dear to someone and I'm really, uh, I think I'm really aware of when I fail someone. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I cannot expect that person to be nice with me or, you know, being super lovable with me when I fail someone. So to me, the, the most important thing is, is, uh, spreads is proof. Like you, you, you do stuff. Uh, that's a bit friendship. I think in a, in a later stage, um, in terms of values, of course, there are some deal breakers that would be someone is uh, like is, I don't know, racist. We discuss about that, or as some tendencies, I think that that, that person is racist. It's yeah, it's a no go for me. It's a no go. Yeah, yeah no. For me, uh, a... I have friends that go for Inter. That I can do, <laughs> uh, but that I can do the culture, the football. Yeah, but uh, but like things like racism, more disrespect people. This is uh, is a no go. Of course, it's up. I think it's a common one. The main point is is uh, is when you, you when you really show to the other person that you care about um, 
the other person or they care about uh, they care about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the the main one. I would say. I think- no, for sure. And I think like you, you arrive or we arrive as human beings to a point of our life that we don't need as much social acceptance. Uh, we, we don't need, and uh, gladly so, okay? Yeah. <laughs> gladly yes. so, because that kind of pursuit of connection, acceptance, I want to be with the cool kids, I want yes. to be cool, I want to be loved, I want to be accepted, is exhausting. So ideally you as a, an adult you get to a point of your life that you are autonomous on that way you are self-aware of who you are mm-hmm. you don't need a lot of a lot of i mean we all want to be accepted we all want to be loved but you know what i mean you don't need that kind of validation that's the word i was looking for validation yes do do you still find it important to meet and make new friends or how do you see that or like your circle is closed and you feel no good as you are i it, going back to what we were saying before what i would say with my ad is that we work together uh i think also because we we're good on on our own so mm-hmm. i'm 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 much more mature and aware of who i am what are my good traits what are my flaws there's many what, where, I'm, where I need to improve, where I'm really bad at. So we worked as, as a unit. Together we work, we work better. So having this awareness means that I, I can speak with everyone. I'm okay speaking with everyone. Of course, the circle is never closed because you, you, you I mean, it's like what you do. Like you, you never know what can come across, the people you can meet, um, the experience you can do. So that is always open. But I'm not saying that I'm more selective now, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I don't have the energy to go after things that, I'm, that do not add, you know, value to, to me or people I like, or like, I don't, don't want to do this. Uh, I want to focus my energies on what really matters for me and my friends that in the past or now are showing me, you know, that they care about me, my family, work because it's an important part. I want to put energy where it, where it really matters. I don't want to go, um, you know, just to, to seek for approval of people that I don't, don't know or like I don't, don't have nothing in common with. I think it's, that, that time is gone. As you were saying, when you're a teenager growing up, you, that's, that's everything. That's all you do. <laughs> but now I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm closer to 40 than to 30. So, and I got my first white hair in the, in the beard. <laughs> <laughs> Localize here. <laughs> yeah, it, it's here. The bastard here. <laughs> but it, it's it's so true, man. It's so true. And you 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 were saying that, or you were not saying. You're telling that um, you're not selective, but I am selective. But selective more with time, because I think the most precious thing we can give to anyone, it's our time. Yes. That's the thing. You being here this yes. time to sit down and talk with me, there's no, there is no kind of monetary value for me emotionally for that because you chose to be here. So that is the most valuable thing we can give to people. So I certainly are in a point of my life that I'm very selective with that. Yes. 20 years ago, I will be with yes. a group of people, friends of friends and people that I don't relate. That's, 
and I will be there just okay. I mean, yeah. yeah. The, on this part, I'm selective, extremely selective. So I need to be with people that I share common ground in the sense of principles. This is my vision, like integrity, like we're speaking character, honesty, and so on. And there is there needs to be like an added value, and added value in the sense of energy, positive energy. Like yes. I, I want positive impact. I don't want people, I don't know, people only complaining or negative or no, that for me, it's my selection process nowadays. Like time no. is precious. Yeah. Yeah. But for example, like when, when it's about time, I, I'm, I'm okay. When I say adding value, it means both ways. Like either someone adds to me or I add to someone and, mm -hmm. and I'm okay hearing complaints. I'm really, if, if a friend is in need just to vent, I'm there. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. That's a mm -hmm. good way for me to spend time for mm -hmm. people that I care a lot. As you said, I don't want to hear complaints or people venting if I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not the guy. Like, you know, <laughs> no, as you were saying, it's time. Uh, and, and I want to dedicate time for things that, and, and emotional resources mm -hmm. that I know sometimes I get stressed with some, I know there are some things that stress me a lot. So if I need to get stressed, um, I, <laughs> I need to choose wisely, you know? Where to get stressed. So I don't wanna I don't, I don't wanna waste that. Yeah. To to save energy. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Fratello, looking looking we spoke a bit about the past and your journey until this point of your life. What what is what the future holds for you? Like what are what are your dreams? Like when you look on the horizon, do you have any goals, any dreams? Hmm. I, it's an interview. <laughs> like no, just curious, curious, no, but because it could be really subjective and yeah. and depends on the person. But for me, it's always interesting. Like not in the sense of like a interview, like HR. Yeah, oh, no, where you see yourself in ten years? No, it's like you're happy because I know you're happy. I feel that you're happy, and I'm happy with that. But is there any kind of dream that you have that you want to fulfill? Because I think we are made of challenges as well, and like. Yeah. So I, I was um, I was begging the job because every time we, we were doing interviews and we were saying so what is your your schedule in the next two five years and, and I was and I was thinking myself like what what I, what do I reply if they ask me like why am I asking this to someone Who what would you someone? reply what? tell me I don't know so no like the I don't know the the, the honest question the true the the true the honest reply is I don't know. Um, cause I think the, the, the complexity of the world we live in is, is so high that it all comes down to, to me at the end, to me and, and my Ara now at this point. So what I see in my future, I don't know. I do know what I, what I want to do. Um, and, and the, the why, you know, we always mm -hmm. go back to that, why I want to do things and, and. The how they will look like, I don't know. Mm. I, I, I have an idea, but I, I don't know if it's doable. I don't know if I would like. The why is keep being um, as helpful as possible in, in my work life to people around me, to organizations, make life easier for people. That, that was all that was about um, since we embraced the journey together, like mm -hmm. in the past. So I want to make life easier for people, develop people, uh, create opportunities for people. And that's what I want to do in my 
work life. And then there's the other part that is the personal life. So the, the personal life, I want to find a nice, keep living in a nice place. Lisbon is a really nice place. Um, I, I want to look after people that I love. I think that, that's something I, the challenge now is, is to make time and be a bit more helpful for the people I, I love and care. Because sometimes we, we get lost into the um, daily life, the work life. And I noticed that I, I should be better in that. Um, so if you ask me what I see for the future is this, uh, basically. So keep, keep solid on my why. I found it. Like I want to do that and don't want don't want to, to change anything about that want to keep on that uh, road. See, as a recruiter, that for me is the right answer. You're <laughs> hired. <laughs> Thank you. No, money. Let's talk money. <laughs> I totally agree, man. That is, it's, it's amazing because I totally see the same way. Yeah. And it's, 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 and it's really like empowering. And at the same time, it's, it's a relief because there is no pressure on a specific tangible goal that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like you have the, the, um, it, it's, it's a relief. It's true. Mm -hmm. If that's the, the, the right word, because you, 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 this takes out all the stress. So I need to hit the goal. I need to do this. I need to do that. That's yeah, It's, it's always there, but it's mm -hmm. not the ultimate goal. There's a purpose for that. No. So I need to hit this goal because the, the, the long term view is, is there. So it, it, it sets everything in line and you, and, and you, you have your, uh, road, let's say yeah. straight. That is, that is a big one. Like again, with the topic of time and spending time with your loved ones and the people you care the most, it's something that it's easy to lose sight of that with our lives going so fast. So that yeah. is the huge one, huge one. Fratello, I'm going to make you probably a tough question. Okay. <laughs> I say tough because I don't know if you'll ask me. I don't know. I, I will need to think a bit, but I will give you time to think. What do you, because we spoke about character, about principles, about like your build, your personality, uh, the way you are. What was like the pivotal moment in your life that kind of shape hmm. the way you are? Or like, because I think it's not, it's not like a movie or a song, but there is, there are these moments, like sometimes during our lives, we are in crossroads, which we need to make decisions. And can change everything, or at least we have the perception that it changed something in us and our journey. Do you have like a, an awareness of any of those moments looking back? Yes, the, there are also there, there are several. Um, there is one that, that I always remember that, that was to me was like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I was a kid. And uh, we were building the house where, where I was, no? With, with my, I mean, not that I was building, like, you know, mm. we were building. Yeah. And, and I was, so we were living there already, but the house was not finished. So my dad is super, uh, super handy. Uh, mm -hmm. And he started to basically uh, uh, create the fence all around the house, no? Take care of the garden and, and do some work around the house. And I was in that phase of teenager, like, I, I, I'm a hard worker in general, but uh, sometimes I, you know, drift off to the lazy side, mm. you know, 
And as a teenager, it's, it was not drifting. It was like embracing full speed, you know? So, <laughs> the anchor was there. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, so just port. That, that's where I was okay. But the, the rest, so my dad was like, do you want to help me? Said, okay. I went there. We started to do some stuff, but I was, you know, like, oh, can I go? I want to go. I want to go. And he told me, listen, I lost my dad when I was 18. I was about your age. And if, if going back in time, they would ask, I would do this for all my life to spend time with him. Hmm. Wow. And, and I was like, okay. So at, at first I was like, because it, it was a moment where we were not spending a lot of time. Then I, I went away from home to, to play volleyball. So I left family really early. And then I thought, hmm, makes sense. And still to these days, it's... Uh, it's something. So that's one of the reasons why I'm really, I think, attached to, to him and, and my mom. Uh, I have some tattoos on, on the arm that are all family-related. I, I have mm. three. They're all family-related. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I speak with them once or twice per day, every day. Um, speak with my grandma. So I'm really attached to family. So that's, again, time. Like, where, where am I spending time? playing video games or, you know, having nice conversation with my grandma and, and learning, you know, about her life and how, she, you know, how she moved on in life, the amazing stories that she told me. Uh, that was one. Uh, work-wise, there are, which at the end, it's also personal. Uh, I think there are several. One is when we, um, when, when, when I started the, the, the company with my sister and my uncle. So the day we decided was like, was a big one for me. It, it was like, like from night, like day to night, I was, you know, uh, one, the day before I was just graduated, 26 year old. And a few days after you, you're there handling with, you know, big amount of money and having to pay out salaries and stuff. And, responsibility yeah and that 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 there you lose sleep um another one was i remember this is is it's more clear because it's recent it's uh it's when i got promoted to, to supervisor when when we work to, working together mm-hmm. because when i was an agent i was like like my, my idea was not to spend a lot of time in lisbon no like six months one year do some experience then go back to Italy. But then I was like, okay, there is the opportunity, so let me let me go for the opportunity. And until that point, it was one of those. I, I was not aware of why I wanted to do it. Just you know, it's a title. I I was totally, um, I say, not aware of what that brings. It's just a title, so it's like, okay, I'm, I'm supervisor. I'm, I'm gonna lead a team. Amazing. I'm gonna I wanna go for it. What what does it mean? I didn't know. So once I got there. It took me some time to realize that actually you it's it's a power it's a powerful position to be in because you can impact a lot the life of people that you work for. And and, and again you work for them. It's not that you I, work for. Eh, Love it. Yes, I work for them. I changed it. So I, I was like, so I'm I'm not the boss. I'm the one that needs to remove as many obstacles as possible for them to to explore and do the best they can um, in terms of, of money, development, perform, whatever it is, what, whatever it, it's, it's helpful for them, set, set their thoughts straight, 
and that's what um, that's what I change a lot maybe on on leadership on on why I do the the job or um, what, what is what is that I really need to go to sleep at night you know without uh, having second thoughts on on what I did that was a, a, a topical moment honestly mm -hmm. we, we learn and we both have been in this this moment Yeah. We serve people. Leadership is about serving people. It's not yes. the other way around. Yes. It's not. It's not. Yes. So these three moments of your life. These three were where I where I start to realize. Like I, I'm sure there are many more. Now these are the mm -hmm. three, the first three that come to mind. Um, but these really shaped my. Um, yeah. Also. I can add another one that is also sports related where I, where I realized I was getting gold and then I was not kid anymore, you know? Um, so growing up, Del Piero was, was my favorite player. Mm -hmm. So was being, still is, he's my idol. And, and I'm relating. So when the day when he retired and he got out of the, the of the pitch, um, in the stadium for the last time, it was not his last match it was last match at home with, uh, with Atalanta. He scored as well. He Goosebumps. I remember that moment. Goosebumps. <laughs> no, no, it was me, my father and, and my uncle, I think my mom, part of the family, as always watching the match at home, everyone crying. I was crying as hell. And I realized back then I was like, why? Why am I crying? Because I, I'm passionate about, you know, you and stuff, but why? And I remember yeah. that one of the first memories I have about Juve was my father bringing me the, the magazine of Juventus with Del Piero on the cover mm. and gadgets and stuff. So that were 20 years of my life um, with my father, with my mom, watching the matches, uh, discussing about you know, the Juventus and all the family later on that were closed. Good, it was amazing, fantastic. Now, tomorrow it's another day. So... Let's move on. Uh, and Juventus has this, this approach that they, you know, nothing is more important than Juve itself. So it's like an institution, no? which is okay. But still, to me, like the, the emotional baggage of those 20 years, not because of Del Piero itself, himself, but because of what this meant for me and my family and my friends and, you know, and everything, was a moment where I realized, okay, I think it's time to, to move on. And then speaking with my friends, we all had the same. So a guy get, goes for interest and said, ah, Zanetti stopped. So, ah, um, yeah, maybe, you know, I should move on. Maldini, thought, you know, all those wow, players. the legends. And they were like, yeah, you know, back in the city, okay, let's, you know, we're getting gold, you know, like, uh, th that was another moment that um, uh, was, uh, was important, I would say. That is, it's, it's monumental because I, I, I had the same with, because what you just described, it's, it's, I think it's the beauty of sports, but and, I mean, it could be other things, yeah. could be music, could be other elements, but in the case of sports or football, in this case, it was about you and your family and those moments shared together. And that is what, that's why like people are really passionate about things like such as football or any other sports. And I remember, for example, when my dad passed away, because I grew up seeing football, either our club or national team or Champions League, because we love football. But since he passed away, it's not that I don't love football anymore, but that's, 
that a part of me died there. Like, it's like, I, I see football and you know, I love football, uh, yeah. but I'm way more disconnected because it, it was about that, that you were describing with your yeah. family. And the fact that you guys were not seeing Del Piero, it's about him because he was a fantastic player. I, I loved them growing up and I was in a foreign country in Portugal seeing from afar, but I grew up with him as an inspiration as well as a football lover, but is way heavier the emotional connection there yeah. that you described. That and is also, powerful. And also like seeing every Sunday, the same name there for 20 years. Yeah. It means that there's a certain stability on, on, on life in general. If especially this is a big part of your life that gives you stability. When you don't see that anymore and you start to wonder, okay, what, what, what now? What happens now? Uh, like what, what's, what's next? Um, so I think, I mean, it's a football example, it's a sport example, but that applies to, I think many, many other things. Like you, you are so used to certain rhythm of life, certain cadence, group of people, or even like when someone, a dear loved one uh, passes away, that changes a lot of, um, happening in my family as well, it changes a lot of dynamics in, the, in, in, in the family. So things change uh, mm -hmm. and evolve. So you, yeah, it's different phases of, of life. And even so to, uh, transcends like sports or like, uh, and I'm going to give an example because I know we both used to love this man, but what he yeah. stand for Kobe Bryant, right? Yes, Mamba that. mentality. Yeah. And and I think it was, it was last week, it was three years since he passed away. And I think people mourn him a lot because of that athlete and the legacy left in basketball, in NBA. But it, it was about that kind of what he gave to people, like the message mm. he sent. And again, people growing up, seeing him playing. I imagine like being a Lakers fan and seeing this guy since he was a rookie and drafted like season after season becoming a legacy. Yeah. And this guy, like he finishes his career, he finishes a great style by the way, but then yeah. he, he passed away in a, a, a tragical way. Like he, there is a void there. There is something yeah. like you described, which Del Piero is a player finishing career, but there's something that the cycle ends. It's, I think it's, it's, um, that there are some, some people, I think they transcend what they do. They, yeah. they, they go beyond, you know? So I, I wonder a lot. Um, I think that especially nowadays we would need a lot of people that passed away or are not here with us anymore. So Kobe Bryant was an inspiration, Right after he finished, he started to do other stuff. He won an Oscar. <laughs> I mean, or people like, um, artists, I don't know, John Lennon, what would, or yeah. Bob Marley, what would they say now? Wow. Seeing what, what we, what we, we experience. I just, got, I just got shivers after you, you told those names, like, wow. No, but I mean, Beatles for me are, are huge or like th there are the, the, or great thinkers or great intellectual philosophers. What would they say? Sometimes I won't because it's people that transcended the work they did. So it's, they're not just authors or songwriter. They, they came across with a message, they had a why, and they left up a huge uh, footprint, you know, in, in what they did. Now, what would they say now? Because the, the, the period we're living in, it's, it's nuts. 
It's super, super complex. It's not good, it's not bad, it's just complex in my opinion. So why do you think it's complex? Because you have so many layers of like I don't know, think about politics in, in the past, and it was like either you it's left or right mm-hmm. and it's communist and the, the you know the the right parties, whatever. Mm. Now we have really a lot of parties i think in most countries and even when when you have two big parties like the united states you you always have let's say streams within the the parties no you got it and the views you can before you were like either you're a racist uh or you're not which is the right way in my opinion so either you are racist or you're not but now there is there are multiple ways Mm. So there is a lot. So and this, I think, comes from the accessibility of, of to, to media's. So there is people that access media to share really good messages and you know do good. Other people that just create a mess or they do with bad intentions. So I think that's that's where the complexity lies upon. Now, why this happens again? Because we are not a kid. I think so. School. Is one like that? I no one teach to me in school how to approach social media or how to approach, you know, people with with different opinions on complex matters. It's all about the dialogue and the dialectic that you develop in your in your you know uh, when you're a teenager or growing up. I don't see this happening now, for example. So I see kids as I've younger cousins or friends of friends like kids of friends spending hours and hours on on youtube or you know social media and when they are like 10 12 what do they see there how do how do they you know digest their information mm-hmm. what comes out once they digest the information what if they come across racist posts going back no mm-hmm. uh, racist post or content and they they think that's that's cool that's the the right view so it, that's why it's complex, and it's really hard to to define to say what's, I mean, what's right or wrong. No, but to define how things should be. So I have I have no idea. I don't know like how politicians approach this. It's super complex, or who needs to take decisions. But that, I think at the end, it's it's really complex what you, what we have around. Um, so probably the the most the the best approach would be to you know to dissect, mm-hmm. and you know. Analytical way, one by one, yeah. uh, but it's, uh, I don't know. It looks really complex. Let's put it like that. I think I think it's because we have. Uh, you mentioned media. Uh, we have more visibility on everything, which has positives and negatives. So, so yeah. and you gave an example. I don't know. Uh, Forty years ago, a politician, he will. What will be public of of this person yes. will be what they state on to a newspaper, yeah. and he, he knew he or she that he were going public with that statement. So everything could be more planned, re- rehearsed, and so on. Now, if yeah, you're a politician or a, fam- a famous person on the street, someone is recording you, so you don't filter what comes yeah. out of your life. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you are on the public eye, you're on the public eye. So I think we have. There is more dis, uh, disinformation as well, but we, we have more visibility of what people are doing, what's going on. And that can be really confusing. 
Yeah, yeah. But, but then it, it's even more important to work on the values, in my opinion, because the values te tell, tell you who you are. So I'm, I don't care if someone gets into my email or my social media, like I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Because I, I, I think like I, there's no, I, I'm, I'm okay with what I do. I don't have anything to hide. So I'm, I'm private. Okay. So I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to share, but I, <laughs> no, but. Hackers out there don't listen to this. <laughs> no, but the, the, what I want to say is that I think if you have solid values and, and you live by those values, so you behave according to what you, what you believe, then I think it's, it's okay. You know, you show your true self. And it's a, it's a more immediate image. Uh, but what happens that you have, like people start to create multiple identities. So, you know, the old, now it's old, king of the happy couple on Instagram. And then maybe they, mm, just because yeah. it's a picture. Yeah. And then it starts the, the fear of missing out and all those psychological, um, not psychological, but all the mental health issues. Because you, you see a life that it's not real. Yeah. Because it's a it's a facade, and but behind it's like people has problems like everyone else. So, mm -hmm. um, and I'm not open about that. It's the package. The package is appealing, but it's not the real thing. Yeah, and you and, and think about that when you go on Instagram and you see stories and you see pictures and you say, ah, they they, they must do a really cool life. They they must really have a fun time. And then you go through your photos in 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 your phone and say. So what if I post this on Instagram, do I have a good life as well? Like it's not, it, it, that became the, the way we measure how, how much success you have or, or, or if your life is good or not. I, I don't think it is. Mm -hmm. I don't think I it agree. is. Complex times for sure. For sure. That will be a, a whole another conversation and podcast. Yes. <laughs> Maybe next time. No, but, but it's a discussion is really important for kids, man. I have, I have a daughter. I need, yeah. I need more clarity on that. I need to provide her more clar yeah. clarity and guidance, but you, you totally have a so, so, so value, valuable and valid point. It is for kids. It is, it is complex and tricky. Yeah. Let so, me. It's awareness. Awareness is important. Knowledge is power for sure to navigate in these yes. troubled waters. Let's end on, directly on sports because we are both really passionate about sports. We already touched upon Del Piero, Kobe Bryant, and the kind of emotional connection that sports bring. I know that you played, and you mentioned this, you played volleyball growing up. What volleyball or sports in general taught you? What kind of lessons do you took? Uh, do you remember there's a, there's a deck? Do you remember that we created the, like, I created the, um, what was the name? Skills Factory. around Skills that. Factory, exactly. So a lot of things, um, a lot of things. So uh, work ethic, um, how to be in a group, because a sport group, so how to be in a group, uh, how to be a team player, how to, to understand your position in, within the team, in the team dynamics. Um, it teach me... Um, how to how to compete in a fair way, uh, and also like I, I was not always the nicest com competitor, to, to be honest. <laughs> but, but it was competition, so it was limited to that. Uh, how to compete 
um, and especially like how to to not create alibi. So in, in, in volleyball, that's a big one. Uh, there, there was a, a coach, uh, national Italian national team coach Velasco uh, from Argentina, and he was really he, he reached that status of guru. So he worked mm. with Inter then, with Lazio and mm-hmm. football clubs and doing, spe- he was a keynote speaker mm-hmm. because he, he was really keen on alibis. So if you, if, if in an action, you need, you need to do three passes, no? In volleyball, that's tops you can do in an action. So if the first one complains that his work is made up by the opponent, no? So that's why he made up a bad job. The second one that received the ball says, ah, but you passed me the ball in a bad way. Mm-hmm. So I'm allowed to, you know, to pass the ball in a bad way to, to the third one. And third one would say, yeah, I can't, couldn't conclude the action in a proper way because, you know, I didn't receive a proper ball. So that's another buy. Like, so you, you are faced with a challenge. What you need to do, what you need to do to make sure that the challenge that you had, that you have doesn't become a challenge for your teammate. So that he can do the best job himself. Um, I um, ah the today we can play because the, the ball is so hard and uh, like it's it's not proper. And some like really smart coaches would be, it's hard for you as it's hard for them. Who's the best? <laughs> you know, well, well, like I know the lights are really bad. They're the same for the other team. Go. Let's go. Compete, <laughs> you know. So, um, and I learned, and what I really loved about volleyball was that either you win or you lose. So it's, it doesn't match with the infinite game theory mm. that you really like. But in that context, context, it's either you win or you lose. So there's no, there's no way like you can do in football that you go and say, let's let's try to to take a draw. You know, they're much better than us. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, maybe you know zero zero one one. We go home with one point five. Yeah. You you were faced with teams that were playing another level, another sports. So you, what do you do? Like how do you approach the challenge when you know that ninety percent you will lose? What do you do? So that there's a lot in sport. Like sports to me was the like it. it I, I think every kid should go to sports. Not because they need to excel or have physical yeah. bits, not that. It's just to to learn those skills. And I'm sure other sports will teach you much more. Like that's the experience I had. Fundamental, fundamental. Last question. If because you, <laughs> you're a huge Juventus supporter. Yes. Which player, if you were chairman of Juventus right now, the president, which player would you hire? that the team really needs and you have all the budget in the world. Okay. Go crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Choose one player and tell me why you, you uh, will hire this player. That's a tough one. Uh, it's not tough. You, you have, you have a blank check. No, it's tough because we only need that in <laughs> seven, eight players. Only two big one. Like this one. <laughs> position. Uh, but what I think we, we need the most is midfield. Hmm. At the moment, um, and then I would take, I don't know, the best, the best midfielder, like one of the best maybe would be, I don't know, the Bruin uh, mm. or, I don't know, Iniesta. Like if he goes Iniesta still. 
yeah, <laughs> or Modric or Modric or Modric. Yeah, yeah. Some, some players like that that they can create the, the play. You know, mm-hmm. we we I think we didn't need in the midfield like Pogba yesterday. Got uh, the music is is not he injured. He's injured again. Like he's, he's wasting so much money with him. Um, but I think yeah, midfield. Some someone that is able to to make the play. In uh, there we have Vlaovic. We have Kiesa coming back. Um, next future, I think defense is, is something that they they will need to fix. But midfield, Jesus, the, the you need a playmaker. We, yeah, we need Pirlo. There are, the good thing is that there are kids coming up. So probably in few years, if they do things right. Uh, mm-hmm. Like if if you ask me the same question, I would say, mm. give me three years, and I want someone from the from the from the youth academy. For now, yeah, the Bruno I would appreciate, or Bruno Fernandez if we want to stay. Oh, there. that's a good one as well. So uh, take the Bruno. Let's do the following: you take the Bruno, okay? Yeah. And you take Iniesta just as a mentor, like like uh, like that Argentinian motivational speaker into sports, you take that, us, yes. that guy to the locker room. Please, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> please. Please. Fratello, it was a pleasure, mm. as always, to speak with you, man. Really, mm. really insightful. I learned a lot, as I always do, speaking with you. Same here, Nuno. Thank you for your time, man. Thanks a lot, Nuno. <laughs>